0: So here's how it was. Earth was used up. So humanity found a whole galaxy of other worlds to terraform. Them's that were closer to the center were called the Alliance. Wait, wrong voiceover. All right, let's try that again, take two. All right, we ready? Good. It's a season of changes for the legends. Change in locale from Star City and Central City to Washington, DC. Changes from science and time travel adventures to ones involving unicorns and fairy godmothers, and we're not talking about Constantine, and changes in cast from Tier 2 characters from some of the other DC TV shows to a new bunch of original characters from around the DC universe. What hasn't changed is us. Matt, Kyle, and I are still here. We're giving you a great podcast about this show. We're not heroes. We're not even legends. But what we are is... Straight out of the timeline and right into your ears. I'm Bell. I'm Kyle. And I'm Biff's dad.
1: And this is Legends TV Talk. Gentlemen, how are we doing today on this okay. glorious podcasting recording day?
2: Doing better than uh, Nate's credit cards. Yes, hey Wow. <laughs> Where is it there? Especially from 1953. I still don't know why I have
0: <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't why? think they had credit cards. <laughs> how did in he get DVD? a 53 credit card? Uh, I actually did I, I miss an episode? Cards.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure they they were in 53 at some point, right?
0: They had to. Have been. Yeah, they were. They, uh, it,
1: uh, yeah, they were. 53 were they at there? Some
0: point. Were they there long enough for him to get a credit card? though? don't you have to like even back then? What was it? You needed a face or?
1: Well, I mean, no. like, if if the card was declined, well, maybe because it was expired. Because if he, if he it had, was like, expired you know, maxed... back in
2: 53.
1: Okay, yeah, because if he had maxed the balance out on that thing in 53, like the like interest on that would be ridiculous, and he would, you know, it would be. They would throw yeah. him in debtor's prison for sure. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's, it's insanity. Um, <laughs> well, that's crazy, but yes, we're not here to talk about credit. We're here to talk about no. legends of tomorrow, no. the greatest still, of the oh, DC TV shows.
0: Yes, is it still your favorite <laughs> podcast, though, Bell? Because I I didn't isolate last week, but I still wanted to.
1: <laughs> oh, of course it's 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 the best <laughs> the best podcast that I do. Right? Ah, yeah. You gotta, now you got to take that out, and you got to sample that, and then you got to like you know send hey, it to Bo. Yeah, Bo. <laughs> need a new co-host? Yeah, I
0: wouldn't mind getting paid. No. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, see that that's what's funny is you know I, I get paid about as much as Nate does for uh, what I do on the Flash, <laughs> as what he does for Legends. So <laughs> same thing for this show though. You know we make we make lots of money here. This is this is why I'm able to afford all of this vast luxury. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, enough financial complaints. I think it's time for a history lesson. And now, gentle listener, it is time for a history lesson on Legends TV Talk. All right, here we go. Season four, episode two, Witch Hunt. This was uh, directed by Kevin Mock, and it was written by Kito Shimizu and Matthew Mala. Uh, Will,
0: why don't you tell us what happened in this episode? Oh, I wasn't prepared to read. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The legends wire up the magical detection bones into the wave rider to allow them to track magical fugitives. John joins the legends as a magical consultant, with their first mission leading them to the Salem Witch Trials. When an innocent woman is accused of witchcraft, her daughter's fairy godmother attacks the townsfolk. Zari fights to save the mother who died in the original history, while John and the legends try to s- separate the daughter and the fairy godmother so that John can banish her to hell Once they succeed, John offers the fairy godmother the chance to be her new magical conduit, but she refuses, yes, okay, but she refuses, knowing that what's in store for him. Nate discovers his father is overseeing the committee that funds the Time Bureau and struggles to prove that magic is real so the Bureau will stay funded and open. Ava offers Nate a place at the Bureau and Nate accepts. Okay, that seems like an inappropriate use of the dramatic chipmunk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know it wasn't really a dramatic line, which is weird because usually these things end with these like you know dramatic things and whatnot. But uh, there wasn't really a
2: cliffhanger so much this episode. No, it ended with uh, oh, Nate's gone.
1: Yeah, it seemed kind of like a downer note, but it wasn't necessarily a cliffhanger. Um, So I don't know. It's it's, and we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, let's let's dig into it here. We we got some things that we uh, have discovered uh the, the first time ever in the entirety of the eraverse, and the first thing is that uh being a legend doesn't give you doesn't doesn't make you any money like you, you get no nope. money so they're all broke and i guess this makes sense right because when you have a ship with a replicator on it from the future you don't I mean, really It don't really just make money yeah 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 it just makes everything that you need so but
2: nate does have those coins that he could potentially trade in and get money but that still doesn't help him in that case
1: that's true. and now, now, I have a question about that, too, right? He's got these ancient coins. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he goes and he takes them from, like, Rome or whatever, brings them back here, they're still, you know, let's say they were minted a couple months ago in Rome. Uh, he takes them back up here into our timeline. They're still only, like, a couple months old.
2: Right. So they'd right. be worth a hell of a lot of money.
1: But if they carbon dated them, like they, they, they would say that they were fake. I mean, they would just be worth, I guess, the 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 metal mm. value as opposed to the actual that's true relic value. Ooh,
2: good that's point. True.
1: So, I'm I'm wondering if if, <laughs> if if what the legends have done here is they take a bunch of artifacts, bury them, <laughs>
2: and, and then they, like, they, they yeah unbury it, them at a, when they're back in. That's a good yeah, point. I
1: mean, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to make money. I think I that didn't works. Didn't
2: think of that. That's a good point. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's that's something that's like a that's like a biff. Uh, time travel yeah technique there i think i think speaking, uh, but of yeah, <laughs> yeah, speaking of biff uh we now know that nate's dad also known as papa biff is the uh director I, well, he's a, a department of defense
2: yeah he's an um he's an overseer the one yeah. that grants the money which i always thought were just senators so he's yeah. not really a senator
1: no He's just a guy in the Department of Defense, and and it's interesting too because I, I you know I, I didn't really think about the uh, Time Bureau being connected to the U.S. government in any yeah, way. Yeah,
2: neither neither did I. I thought it was always just a separate thing that was just funded by itself.
1: Yeah, because what was it the um, R.I.P.S. former organization, the Time Masters. the Time Masters? They were like independent of, of time, but right. the Time Bureau is not even independent of the U.S. government, which is kind of odd.
2: Right, but apparently now the Time Bureau is a part of the U.S. government.
1: Yes, <laughs> and all of its uh, you know failings. Great, just throughout. another
2: thing that the U.S. government owns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, um, it's but a joke yeah, to be... so <laughs> so yeah, so we know that uh, you know the, the Department of Defense is overseeing and funding it, and because the legends were so successful last year in killing Malice, they kind of fixed time. Uh, and so the DoD right. is coming in. And they're looking to see if whether or not they can go ahead and uh, get rid of the department. I suppose. Yeah. And so that that's our that's our B plot is that we know that Ava is trying to come up with a proposition to keep funding for the new magical creature attacks that they have uh, right. throughout time. But so so here's my question for you guys: Do you think that we need the time bureau per se? I mean, what would Aside from, I guess, their resources, couldn't the Legends still just go on their own as, they, as they've done the last couple seasons and just fight these monsters by themselves?
2: Oh, they could. I, I I have no... I don't see them really needing the Time Bureau, and that's kind of where I've thought like, this would um, like course-correct itself, where they would shut down the Time Bureau, but bring Ava, Gary, onto the Wayrider.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess they have to bring Gary, right?
2: Gary, put your nipple away.
1: <laughs> 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 no, you bring up a good point, Kyle. Like that makes a lot of sense. It, it, you know, the Time Bureau is this thing where it's, you know, we're going to have to keep splitting from the crew and the Time Bureau, mm-hmm. and because we, you know, they're bringing on Ava as a character, they're bringing on all these other people's characters. So it's like, how do we reconcile that, and how do we make that functional? And, and I was kind of thinking the same thing. We're going to get rid of the Time Bureau and bring everybody onto the Wave Rider, but that doesn't seem to be the case uh, as this B plot. Concludes, we figure out that, you know, Nate sees first off that his dad, Papa Biff, is this contractor, and, uh, you know, they, they have an awkward dinner beforehand, and so they're not really <laughs> happy with one another. And uh, so he's got to find proof of magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, of course, they go onto the ship, and uh, Nate finds uh, two of our characters that have been transformed into pigs by a fairy godmother. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting because now we know that A, fairy godmothers are real in the Arrowverse, yep. and B, so are uh, fairy tales. Because the fairy godmother specifically references, uh, I know she referenced Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did she reference? She referenced a couple other fairy tales, I thought.
0: Well, the big one was Cinderella because she talked about, you know, glass slippers. I mean, dealing with the blisters alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of
1: psychopath wants to wear glass slippers? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's 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 an interesting thing there, and that kind of ties in with our a plot, which was this whole Salem witch trial. Okay. Uh, and as we all know, there's uh, there are a couple, lots of people that were burned or are hung. Really, I think it was uh, for being witches back in the 1600s in Salem, Massachusetts. And uh, one of them just happens to have a daughter who happens to have a fairy godmother, and that's where all of this craziness goes about. Now, I, my question here is. Um, where did she get this fairy godmother?
0: Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Poof. Just appeared yeah. out of nowhere.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Is it, I guess just like they're showing up in time or wherever and this fairy godmother was like, hey, look, here's an opportunity to like, attach to a girl and uh, yep. murder people.
2: Yep. I don't think there's any other reason to explain it. I think it's just quote-unquote timing.
1: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Um, you know, but this is it. legends, and and legends we ain't got to explain. So. Exactly, <laughs>
0: we ain't got uh, to explain. Sh-t.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: and but, I gotta beep those out. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you use the uh, epic mealtime duck quack noise.
0: Okay, I know. can do that. Or a guitar riff,
1: or yeah, or a guitar riff that works. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so the fairy godmother is. Uh, it turns out that she is. Been twisted by helping people with all these like selfish requests, and she wants to just kill humanity for imprisoning mm-hmm. her. Now, do do we get an idea of how she got imprisoned? I, I didn't. I don't recall them saying anything about it. Uh, but apparently, they they trapped her. Humans did somewhere somehow. And for what reason, I don't know. Did they mention that? Did they go into details on that, or was it just a, a kind of
0: throwaway sort of like, yeah, I just throwaway got trapped line. by humans. Throwaway yeah, line. they said, hum- "Oh, humanity imprisoned you." You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh. Yeah, because we all know. Getting older, stop believing in magic, you know. Uh, We didn't uh, clap our hands or
1: whatever to make Tinkerbell get her wings. Something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. uh, (laughs) So, yeah, so now she's pissed and she wants to enact revenge. And so she's using this little girl uh, and preying on her, uh, I guess, youth and her weakness and her, you know, brashness. And not thinking clearly and all that kind of stuff, uh, in order to take advantage of her to kill these people. And what's funny is that it seems to me that um, Zara or Zari sort of has the same problem.
2: Mm-hmm. And And because <laughs> it all it all leads back to the the Metahuman Act of twenty thirty five, twenty forty two, or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of goes to show you that uh, if you don't deal with your inner demons, you may become one, which I think is kind of the theme of this episode. Uh, yeah, Zari has a bunch do... of... Oh. oh, go ahead. No, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say this. I mean, if we're going to keep talking about Zari, that's great. But I think I think it should be mentioned. It's not in our notes. I mean, the, the Zari and the actress who played her this week, I mean, if we were to give awards for, like, mm-hmm. best performance, best character, this was definitely her deal. Like, she just... She ate it up, she was believable, she was she showed a range and a depth that we haven't seen in this character before, really. Yeah. She's uh, kind of in one I, I I would say like the the time loop episode uh, last season, yeah.
2: that was another one of her like strong episodes.
0: Yeah. Okay, I can agree with that. But she it did. She just the she came in and she just ate it up and she did, you know. She actually made me care about one of these original characters, which I mean I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've been struggling with like, you know, Nate. And Nate I could deal with because I, I mean he's got a DCU in that, you know an amalgamation, and I get that she's Red Tornado, and but she's it not just, it's not Red Tornado.
2: She'd be um, Black like, I Adams.
0: Thought, I thought she was um, supposed
1: to be like Isis.
0: Oh, ISIS, yeah, she's yeah, supposed but, to be like that. But she yeah. has the powers of Tornado. Like I look at what she was doing this week was all Red Tornado was the, you know, making Cyclones, was Red Tornado slash Cyclone from JSA. So, I mean, it just... she But the actress herself, she did. She made the whole thing believable. And I really, I dug the performance. I just, you know, wanted to throw that out there.
1: Yeah. No, she did a really, really good job. And I thought, you know, kind of drives home the the theme of this episode is that, like, you know, these... uh, with her when uh zari's talking with uh sarah you know at the or sarah i guess is talking with zari at the end there it's you know it's it's this this idea of like if you don't deal with the the problems that you have like the troubles that you have on the inside they're going to bubble out and usually you're not going to like how that how the result is and so yeah we we see that with zari how you know she's got a lot of this pent-up uh you know aggression especially after seeing her mother last episode in 2018 uh because you know her family is uh you know rounded up and, and executed and uh because of that new, weird, totalitarian government thing that happens. Um, and so because of this, she sees the ignorance of the townsfolk and their you know unwillingness to kind of think <laughs> for five seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she decides to kind of like take it on her own and just, I don't know, off all these people, um, which is kind of what the fairy godmother wanted to do in the first place, but uh, she isn't as good at it as the fairy godmother – and yeah. gets captured. I guess. I guess this it's probably because you know her, her conscience, kind of takes over there at the end, because yeah. she could have very easily just wasted all those people.
2: It's it's because she, it it's it got her, uh, like she's a hero and not a killer. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, it was definitely her conscience.
1: Yeah, Mick would have just gone in there and just roasted everybody. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that results in her getting captured. Uh, and and we we have another um, point before that, before the trial, where uh, Zari goes in and tries to rescue the uh, accused witch, and she refuses to leave the prison. And you know she's got a very interesting uh, take on that, and she uses the, the the Bible verse, what Jesus says to the uh, the I think it's the Romans as he's being crucified, "Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do." And uh, that was you know. That's your that's your classic like civil disobedience kind of uh, mm-hmm. kind of response there, which I, I really liked. Uh, what did you guys think about that that whole prison scene? Were you thinking that she was going to actually take up on it and run out of there, or uh, she was going to stand her ground as a proper Puritan woman?
2: Stand her ground? No, no, I think she was going to fight, <laughs> but then
1: yeah,
2: it got she got the better of herself and needed to correct the course.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that was a really – because, I mean, she knew that she was being wrongly imprisoned, and she knew, mm-hmm. you know, what everything – the result of that was going to be. But, you know, in an right. effort to protect her daughter, uh, she chose the the high ground in that situation, which was uh, which was really neat to see. Because, you know, you get used to these stories about people coming in and rescuing the, you know, heroin and whatever. But, you know, in this situation, that wouldn't have gone over well. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> it would have been bad news for everybody. Uh, well, where but, do
0: you hide? You know, there's 13 colonies. Where are you going? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess you could go and try to hang out with the Native Americans, and, and hopefully they don't uh, turn we, you over. Or, go
0: there. Let's. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean,
1: you know, there there there, uh, there were several Native American tribes that were friendly to those colonists and some that weren't. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we had the thir- first Thanksgiving here not too long ago, right? I don't know. Maybe.
2: Mm i don't remember where's Nate when you need
1: him i know right we need our own (laughs) historical person here (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so so we end up uh fairy godmother comes out and uh with now zari and the little girl's mother going to be burned uh, because of zari's outburst um fairy godmother shows up and also did you guys notice uh when they were burning them at the stake the way the camera angle had it, they had, like, the burning pyre
0: in front yeah. of... Yeah. <laughs> I did notice that. I was like, oh, they put it right under the camera and they're standing 40 feet behind it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was like, those are some clever clever tricks. Um, well, it,
0: it's Game of Thrones. I saw Game of Thrones do the same thing, I think, when they killed uh, R- Mance Rayder. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah.
1: And probably Sharice, too.
2: Sharice
1: <laughs> yeah. um, Uh. Let's see here. So... So yeah, we we have our, our you know our climactic battle scene here. Uh, they they bring the the daughter onto the ship to try to keep her safe, but the fairy godmother convinces her to go ahead and just get rid of all these dudes. And so they show up at the at the giant witch hunt thing, an actual witch hunt, not a fake witch hunt. Right. Uh, <laughs> and the fairy godmother ends up trading place, or, or uh, she rescues Zari and the girl's mother, and puts up. I guess the, the it was a pastor or town leader. I think he was a pastor, right?
0: Yeah, I think he was like the reverend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: the reverend. Like freezes time, that was kind of cool. Um, and puts the reverend up there. But my my question is this, though. And I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened at the end, but uh, they don't burn him to death, right?
0: No, they who, spare who, his life.
1: Yeah, who gets burned though? Because no he, one, you know, okay, but that's that's the thing, though. At the beginning, they said there wasn't a way to save the mother without screwing up history, right? <laughs>
0: plot holes my well, friend. Well, welcome to Legends, we, we, we <laughs> screw up time.
1: <laughs> but like that's that's I have a theory here. Okay. And uh uh it's it's I'm wondering if this season they're going to make all of these errors. And uh like they like the the writers know, the writers are are aware of it that they contradicted themselves in this episode by not having uh you know the the, the accused witch die. And you know, therefore, the timeline will now be slightly off. And I wonder if that's what's going to be the impetus for season four, so we have more stuff to fix we are in the timeline for. Sorry, season season five, <laughs> so we have more stuff to fix next season. What do you think?
0: Uh, it's a possibility. I could. Am that I off happening. my rocker? I, I I choose to actually go with the more likely assumption, which is they forgot. In the writers' room, somewhere between the beginning of the day and the end of the day, that they had to kill somebody, <laughs> and uh, they just were yeah. kind of like, "We're hoping you forgot to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, McGuffin of the week. <laughs> that is what we need a bumper for, by the way. The McGuffin of thought the of that week. The other day, we need a bump. We need a you know Charlie Bach. If you're listening, bumper for McGuffin of the week. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, what was the McGuffin of the of the week? Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Pigs. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think
2: you're right. I think you're right uh, because you're right. as change, yeah, change. How is this going to make him change, Nate? Really, just making just bouncing him up and
0: down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I, understand that. I was kind of like, and and you know, we could talk about that part too. I mean, we haven't gotten there, but Nate apparently understands pig. It's it's
2: the, it's the universal <laughs> translator that they all swallowed back from season one. Oh, okay. So oh. That,
1: so that (laughs) makes sense it
2: makes sense
1: yeah no that makes sense but yeah no so 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 basically what we have here is our our a and b plots collide uh because uh as the legends on the a plot are trying to defeat the fairy godmother she has turned mick and ray into pigs on the ship as an attempt to escape and so nate sees that the legends are, are battling some magical thing they find nate and because of the universal translator as kyle so uh uh, enlighten me about because I, I was thinking about that how the hell does he understand pig but yeah it makes perfect sense now so Nate tells him or uh, uh, Ray tells Nate that they are in fact uh, battling a godmother and everything will be okay soon so I, I guess his assumption is that he'll grab them go present pig Ray to his dad and hopefully that the legends will defeat the fairy godmother and break the spell just before his dad leaves <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what were you guys' thoughts on that? That seemed like a really weird way to prove magic. When, like, you have John Constantine and the, the finger bones of the saint and, like, all this other stuff you can do, uh, why bring a pig? But,
2: but Constantine wasn't available, and the pig was Ray, and Ray was the closest thing that Nate could get to to prove that magic is real. I could see that.
0: It, it's still... Yeah, I, I'm with... I was, I'm, I mean, I'm going to pull the curtain back on this. I did not enjoy this episode very much. I I thought it was acted well. I thought there was, there was good stuff, but it really, other than you know, and I know it's episode two, and I know you're trying to get your season in order, and they've made a lot of changes that I think we'll bring up in speculation, but the fact is, it it's, yeah, like it's shoddy, it's shoddy writing. The the whole pig proves magic when you have a an entire room full of, you know stuff that he could have brought and said look it's magic even though it's a ray gun you know it's any number of things any th- what happened to the what happened to the totems the totem could have proven it yeah the totem the totems all went back to zimbezi oh, okay that was at the end of but season I th- three i just think they could have done more
1: yeah i think they're looking for an opportunity for nate to like hold up ray as he was naked i don't know
0: maybe yeah, but I mean, could... we have a... by the way, uh, Ross gave us an explanation here.
1: Oh, they will have faked her death in the records. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that's acceptable. Um, I mean, the town people would know still, and I guess yeah. they would just let the secret go to the grave with them. But, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just,
0: it, it, the episode to me just felt a little too. Yeah, it, Like it was. It was a lot of shoddy, right? It was almost like a Grant Morrison writing of it. It was just like, I'm going to write down and say things happen, and I'm going to let you, the viewer or reader, decide exactly how it happened. I'm not going to tell you. But uh, yeah, it just, it did. It didn't feel coherent or cohesive to this week at all. It was just kind of.
1: Yeah. Eh. It was, it was interesting because a lot of times we have these kind of cheesy, corny episodes, but they're clever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And this one didn't feel as clever as some of the other ones have in the past, um, but yeah, you know, here we are at the end. You know, the fairy godmothers defeated. Uh, Salem is saved. Uh, the Department of Defense gives Ava how much money?
2: Three billion a year. Three billion or a year. Like Four point two billion. Four, 2 4 billion point two billion a year.
1: Two, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Nate. And uh, Ray and and Mick and you know they're all like turned back into their normal stuff, and uh, we see that at the end of the episode. Uh, first off, we got to see a Central City uh, CCPD versus Time Bureau softball game. It's got to happen.
0: Yeah, I right. mean cause
1: that's that's what Ray like you know he finally gets some clothing, and that's what he he managed to put on was a Time Bureau you know <laughs> softball championship mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> jersey or sweatshirt or whatever. But um. Yeah, I, I think they should most certainly have a crossover for that. Like, just that. Just that. Not not, a, not any other stuff. Not like, you know, Else Worlds or anything like that. Just a crossover where it's, you know, Team team Flash, Team Arrow, and the Legends, and I guess Team Supergirl all just play softball. Just an what entire it season. The X-Men? No, let's have an entire season of that. That's what I think we should do. <laughs> not just an entire it's, it's, season.
0: It's, this sounds like the X-Men to me. They They do the softball game all the time, and then... They say, no powers, and then, you know, somebody uses their powers, and, oh, they use their powers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. It's, it's yeah. gonna... Look, a sentinel. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get you.
1: <laughs> but, uh, and, and so we're left here at the end with, uh, you know, Nate uh, uh, opens up a little time portal thing so that Ray can go back to the ship. Ray's like, why don't you come with me? And Nate's like, I'm going to hang out here because he got a job offer from Ava to work in the in the, in the bureau. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of weird to me and i I wanted to hear you guys' opinion on this to have Nate, who is a legit bona fide superhero with metal skin uh who would probably be useful fighting actual magical monsters for him to take a more it seems like administrative role with the bureau uh what did you guys think about that <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh there's there's two things i from the uh from a plot standpoint, it puts him in a position to Um, I think to be, you know, to give us a reason to go back to the time bureau, it, you know, puts him into a bit of an administrative role with over Sarah, uh, which could lend itself to writing some stories where Nate's giving orders to Sarah and she's like, you know, dude, you were like my guy, like a month ago. But then there's the other side of it, which is it's probably also very expensive to do the Ray effect like firestorm. And well, if we put Ray at the time bureau, we don't, or not Ray, Nate. If we put Nate at the time bureau, we don't have to do the steel skin thing very often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's that's actually more of my thinking is that they're probably it's probably what it is, and you know, and we could again we'll talk in speculation about like direction the season's going, but I kind of wonder if their budget got cut this year. Uh, so yeah,
1: mm. uh, well, I yeah you know I, I think I think you're right, uh, Will. I, I think it's time for some speculation on this very point. Time for speculation with Belle, Will, and Kyle. Uh, So, we mentioned earlier how we had thought that perhaps uh, moving Nate to the Time Bureau could have been a way to, you know, keep Time Bureau a reason to to cut there, you know, to keep Ava in the loop, to keep. uh, oh my gosh gary in the loop gary uh yes thank you <laughs> uh but you know it, it, like we we you know there's another possibility there of where we we're thinking we're per- perhaps okay well the time bureau folds and then those characters join the wave rider but it seems like they're going the the, the, the prior route which is to have mm-hmm. a reason to go back to the time bureau we got this funding thing uh and and so and the, even not only nate's dad yeah
0: like, it, the, nate's dad the character yeah they,
1: they, they brought so. in an entirely new character for this uh, they move the time bureau from Star City uh, over to Washington D.C. Um, and you know is this is this are they trying to move the Legends out of the main Arrowverse? Are they trying to kind of like you know distance themselves from that and kind of have this be like not necessarily? Uh, I mean, Elseworlds is a bad uh, a bad term since we're the crossover is going to be that, but like like a like an an other verse kind of like what if sort of universe here what do, what do you guys think they're, they're trying to pull here
2: i don't think so i think it's just that they wanted a change of scenery and a new set i th- i don't i i still think they're part of the main continuity lack thereof but i don't think they're trying to distance themselves i mean with the with the crossover yes but not with not with the whole rest of the
0: show okay i don't know i i disagree. I I kind of think they are. I think they're, you know. I think by moving them out of Star City, because I think, well, think about it. When we started season three last year, we mentioned we're like, okay, why in the hell didn't Flashpoint impact the Legends? Because they why were to the time stream. But it, you understand what I mean? Every time the, mean. the Legends make a change, you know, the Legends make a change to the timeline that you know, and you know, and say the Time Bureau gets attacked by monsters, you know. Like, they, they'd have to sit there and acknowledge on Arrow that, you know, all of a sudden there were a bunch of these monsters <laughs> sitting downtown. Yeah. So, you know, I I, I kind of, th- I'm not so sure. I think they kind of wanted to put them in their own sandbox. And I do, I think they're pulling them completely out of the Arrowverse. No, maybe. Um, you know, but I think they kind of want to have the ability, you have a new showrunner too. And she might have been like, you know, hey, this is, ha- this is a hog tying me a little bit. So let me take this to its own place where they can do their own thing, and especially if you're not going to put them in the crossover, yeah. you know, and and they focus more on magic, and really nobody else is dealing with magic mm-hmm. that I'm aware of. Like it, you know, it's yeah. I think they, I think they are. I think they're trying to separate them a little bit, put them in their own thing. Um, you know, other series will still use them whenever they have to deal with the time thing. They'll be like, hey, let's go find the Waverider and put excess in it yeah but yeah it's just my thinking and again i think they they like papa biff being you know being a guy and so putting him there and i say keep tom wilson there as long as you can
1: yeah no i agree yeah i know i i think i agree with you will it's it it doesn't seem like they're trying to remove them from the aeroverse it seems like they're trying to distance themselves because ever since they introduced flashpoint uh and they introduced the fact that you know time travel can have ramifications down the line we now have speedsters that can time travel and the legends that can time travel and so like do we want stuff happening on legends affecting every other show and vice versa uh, it just it seems yeah I, I think you're right it seems like a giant pain in the ass for the writers that's like mm-hmm. you know deal with all that kind of stuff together and so it it I think it makes sense to pull them out uh, I, I hope it wasn't like what you were saying earlier about how they have a smaller budget and
0: uh, <laughs> and, and you know that. Is- I do think that's part of it. Yeah, I think they, I think they have to have a smaller budget. Don't for, I mean? They've got another show already with Black Lightning that wasn't there a year ago. Yeah, they have another, and now now they're everybody's talking about how the the crossover is a backdoor pilot for Batwoman. so yeah. it's it's unfortunate to be quite honest with Batwoman. If Batwoman is successful. And them not being in the crossover, I will not be surprised to hear at the end of this season that they're done. You and, know, that, and they're, they're going to go another way. Yeah, and then we're going to have Batgirl take over. Yeah, I think they'll use Batwoman instead. and Batwoman. You know, yeah. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong, but I mean, it's just kind of a little, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that is, that is a good point. I mean, with Black Lightning and with Batwoman on the horizon, which I mean, that, it, why else would they bring her on if not for a backdoor pilot with the, with the right. crossover?
2: Yeah. Right. Plus, and I mean, everybody Berlanti, said oh,
0: go on. No, no, I was just saying they said, they've come right out and say it, said it, that if she's successful, as her good. She'll have her own show.
2: Yeah. So. Plus, I mean, Berlanti is, he has arrow flash legends, black lightning, Riverdale, uh, Sabrina. He's, he's got a lot of shows on, so I could see them maybe wanting to start thinning the herd, but I mean, if he does, if they do put out Batwoman and they say and say they replace Batwoman or they replace Legends with Batwoman, it's still the same amount of shows. So I don't know. I I think all of these shows are very successful for the CW. I don't think they're they're looking to get rid of everything yet. I mean, I yeah, think right. I think. F- Unfortunately for for Bell, Flash has got the lower lower ratings than Arrow and Black Lightning. Really? Um, with, really? Uh, Arrow or Flash has been getting lower ratings, yeah.
1: Huh. I figured wow. if anyone Arrow would have lower, rating. <coughs> lower ratings. Lower Yeah, Arrow Arrow's, was Arrow's been light- doing
2: Arrow's been doing pretty well with ratings. Hm. And which I but I'm but we I mean Legends is also getting lower ratings, but which I'm surprised about because it is right after legends but you are also going up against monday night football too and that's about it
1: yeah
2: i forgot about supergirl he's got supergirl too
1: (laughs) supergirl on sunday yeah yeah Yeah. i mean so 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 why the move to sunday like that's they they did they did a lot of schedule shifts this year they did because
2: oh excuse me because arrow used to be on thursday arrow was wednesday thursday Arrow, oh, use, yeah. Arrow started on Wednesday. Then it moved to Thursday last season with uh, Supernatural. Then it moved to Monday. And then ah. that shifted Supergirl from to Monday Sunday. to Sunday. Flash stays on Tuesday. Black Lightning was the mid-season uh, takeover for Legends. So that was on Tuesday. And then Legends moved to Monday. And now it's, it's where it's at.
0: Yeah, and I think they wanted to anchor the Sunday lineup because I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is new for them. I don't think they've had Sunday shows on CW. No, I, think Sunday I don't night. think so. So it, it would make sense that they would take one of the shows and anchor it, you know, like like UPN did with, you know, we're going to put Star Trek Voyager on this one and no one can see it ever. <laughs> and, and, you know, same thing with the CW or with CBS doing it on the All Access. I mean, it you take a known commodity and you put it on you know on a new night or a new idea absolutely go for it and Supergirl's probably the best one to do that with mm-hmm. how's she been doing though i mean it's um, Sunday as, tough. from reason... from what i've heard
2: like mainly from uh, supergirl tv talk is that they're ah they're, i mean they're even going up against like football and their and their ratings have been have been about the same as they I mean, were really? on monday so so them switching well, days really didn't make a difference But their ratings stayed pretty much the same.
0: Well, I think that could be explained, too. But, you know, the the target audience for Supergirl is probably not watching, you know, a bunch of football players. Yeah. They're not choosing between
1: Supergirl or football. Like, they were going to watch Supergirl regardless. Right.
0: Right. right. And, I mean, those – and
2: as far as I know, they haven't – I mean, I can can look up the numbers for, like, all these shows and
0: tell you. But that's what Google's for. Um, Yeah. Right, but I'm I'm just totally going now. To I just realized I better check my fantasy lineup. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I don't think any of these shows are literally on
2: the can right now. They right. they're all still pretty strong. And I mean, it is like for for Legends, it's only episode two. For Flash, it's episode five. So I mean, it's just the beginning of the season. It's not.
0: It's right. not
2: time to think about canceling these shows yet.
1: And and honestly like I think Flash has been doing pretty good this year. Uh, everything that I've seen thus far I've enjoyed. Uh, it, well except for this most recent episode where they introduced MetaTech which I thought was kind of dumb. Yeah, but
2: I can't we'll, wait to listen to that one.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to we'll, we'll have to see what they do with that. I'm I'm going to remain optimistic but uh we'll see. Um but but yeah, you know Will I know you mentioned it earlier this this episode really wasn't the the highest caliber that we've seen thus far and I, I don't necessarily no. think that's a bad sign for this season. But, uh, no, I don't either. Yeah, I, I'm just hoping that you know this is just a one-off kind of thing. Cause I, we had a couple like, one-off bad episodes last season, but for the most part, mm-hmm. the entire season was just solid. Um, right. But but yeah, so we'll have to see what what happens next week and where we go from here. But uh, I I'm looking forward to seeing what this you know after the fairy godmother refused to be Constantine's uh, conduit because she knows what the you know big bad coming for him is. I'm kind of curious to see where they're going to go with that. Uh, it, it looks to be interesting so well let's check it out and uh we got a lot of more episodes up ahead of us so we'll see but uh we're no flash is on hiatus for two flashes on over.
2: hiatus because of the
0: election right because of
1: the election really
0: yeah. tuesday night's election night oh yeah it is go, go. vote bell yes everyone go hey i, I voted vote. early
1: i voted early i've already <laughs> voted um,
0: yeah, you weirdos in Texas get to vote. Yeah,
1: we. we well, hey, you know, there, there's some places that actually have same day voter registration. I just saw a thing. Like California was one of them. I think Vermont, Vermont DC, uh, a couple, couple. So other states. the
0: most liberal states in the in the union have. Votes. Well,
1: of course, because <laughs> all the other states are like you know like like Georgia, the crazy stuff that's going over there. Holy crap! Yeah,
0: But, um, Georgia, you have to like actually you know produce a dead body of your grandmother prove she was here yeah yeah i'm just kidding sorry it's that was our political talk for the evening politics tv talk here but yeah everybody (laughs) seriously go
1: vote uh the flash is going to be on so there's no excuse to not go vote just go vote um but yeah we'll we'll see what happens with legends then so it's going to be it's going to be interesting and uh of course that was our time for speculation and now it's time for our favorite portion of the show and that end Aside from the end. <laughs> Aside oh, from okay. the end. <laughs> and that is mix quote of the week. It's the Mick quote of the week. All right, we got a couple quotes here. Uh, Kyle, why don't you take it away?
2: Get out of my chair, you weasel. I'm watching football. Oink. Here. It's a donut.
1: <laughs> that was the one. Who is he giving that to? He's giving it to the uh, the daughter of the. He was giving the, it to the, the kid. Girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I kind of liked here it's a donut just because. The, the, Me too. Yeah. If, if if you were from you know the past and like she and it's on an iPad, she's it, looking at it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> With a Bebo underneath Be-bo Be-bo your teeth. It. Bebo Candy Crush. <laughs>
2: yes. yeah <laughs> la, <la>, love you. <laughs>
1: so so my votes for here it's a donut will you second that yes kyle what's your vote
2: uh it's a donut all right we'll take it away here it's a donut
1: all right and that was our mixed quote of the week and now we have a new well it's not a new segment we've had it before but we have a new bump for it um and this is our second favorite. No, no, no. We'll, we'll give the second favorite to Ross. This is our third favorite yeah. portion of the show. <laughs> Nate's quote of the week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now it's time for the Nate quote of the week. All right. So I have three or two quotes here. He had, a, he had interesting ones. I don't know if this will continue, though, because let's face it, he's... Not around as much. There might be. We might have to change it to the Nate or Gary quote of the week. Yeah, because, I mean, he's going
1: to be taking on more of a serious role, it seems. Yeah. So there'll be less time for shenanigans, unfortunately.
0: But, yeah, Will, what do we got? We'll figure it it out. Okay, so first one. Okay, remember, the three C's of pitching. Confidence, charisma, and... Oh crap! It's my dad. <laughs> Which, by the way, funny because I watched it again and he says Gary has all the three C's: confidence, charisma, and Gary goes crap, crap and is stuck. It's stuck in the poster
2: tube. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: And then, uh, and then earlier on in the episode, number two was I forgot my leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one
1: was good. I I, I think I think I got to go with uh, number one though. Remember the three C's.
0: Yeah, me as well. Yeah. So me too. remember the th- remember the three C's of pitching confidence charisma and crap it's my dad all right thank you very much thank you yes yes I'm <laughs> all, be- all right <laughs> and
1: now behold a new bump for all of its glory our second favorite portion of this show and that is the ross review and now it's time for the ross review on legends to be talked that was pretty wicked. All right, pretty wicked bump, I must say.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I, if I do say so myself, I I did it all completely myself. I had absolutely no help. No, because, you know, I played it on a on a Texas instrument uh, uh, keyboard, <laughs> and uh, I used a kazoo. So, well, thank thank you, Charlie
1: Bach, for all of your. Hard we love work. you, Charlie Bach. Yeah, I'm we... back <laughs> taking... okay. valid. Valid.
0: Yes, SoundCloud dot <laughs>
1: com slash Charlie Bach. Check it out.
0: Yes. All right, so Ross wrote us in this week, uh, mostly because we actually, I think on Twitter, didn't we all like nail oh, him to the wall? Yeah, we shamed him. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> and Ross is listening right now. D- Hi, I Ross. Should I do the Ross impression, guys? Or, no, nah, I'm not going to do the Ross impression. <laughs> <laughs> Get, take I don't want to cause any more international incidents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> international incidents is uh, Bell's uh, bell. Yeah, that's, so. that's me. All right, so Ross wrote in, and he said, ach, what in the Disney hell is this? No, I'm just kidding. He said, "What in the Disney hell is this?" Which was the best line in the episode, by the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like describes the episode perfectly, and I loved it so much. Humor, awesome special effects, and a catchy musical number as well, which we did not discuss, by the way. We did. Uh, we should have, but uh, what are you going to do? We're, we all want to go watch football. Um, watch I like that they set the. Ep- <laughs> I like that they set the episode in 1692 the year before Will was born, and the year before Sarah was sent to Salem in Season 2. Although I thought it would have been a good callback to see Sarah acknowledging some of the female villagers who she corrupted. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. I'll never do that. (laughs) Um, There you go. That's That's a better way to do that. Um, I like the theory she talked about last week that a big bad for this season could be Nurgle, the demon that took Astra, or Manny the Angel. Two people that nobody knows anything about because seven people watch Constantine. Eight. That was maybe...
1: Ross watched it too, apparently.
0: Oh, eight, yes. (laughs) Well, and and sorry, that part was me adding it in. Uh, The fact that the fairy godmother seems to know who's after Constantine and the message in the mirror does point to someone from his past. And I can agree with that. I just don't care. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't know much about the Constantine Hellblazer comics to speculate on a specific villain, Some speculation of my own. I wonder if Zari will discover a way to save her mom by season's end. Spoiler alert. No. Either that or find a better way of keeping her amulet on. True. (laughs) How many times has she been subdued or defeated by simply taking off her amulet? It kind of is the Green Lantern powering. Like, you take it off and she's kind of like, all right, well, now what? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and also, I wonder if we'll see Nate and Papa Biff reconcile as Nate reveals how he met his grandfathers in the 50s and talks about his life as a superhero with the JSA. Also, when did Nate become Animal Man and could understand what Ray was saying? There you go. Ross and I are in agreement. (laughs) (laughs) We've just figured it out, though. Uh, Yeah, we did. Universal translator. Yeah, yep. So, And I'm looking forward to next week's episode with the team in London in the 70s. I wonder if we'll get some more of Constantine's backstory. Of course, we will. I also want to hear your thoughts on the Constantine City of Demons animated movie, or whether and whether or not you could consider it canon in the DCCW <clears throat> universe.
2: So looking okay. forward to the Qu- next. What? Quickly, I'm going to say something about the CW animated shows. They they cannot be canon because none of them makes because none of them work within the timeline. Go on.
0: <laughs> I I don't disagree and. Again, I think we talked about this last week with me with Constantine. My issue if they bring Constantine's villains into this is again, it's a show that was that nobody saw. Like it just it don't seem right. But anyway. So he's looking forward to the next podcast. Stay classy guys. Then he sends us a PS. I love my music bump. Thanks, Charlie Bach. Sorry again for not posting a review last week. My bad. I was stuck in the hospital, uh, eating Kurds and what never mind no, <laughs> he said i post your review last week my bad PSS which stands for well oh, there's too many jokes there just thought of this now with all the technology of the time bureau or even the wave rider why didn't Gary just get a new nipple made that's
1: a very good question I I, I wonder the same thing you know they they, they can travel into the future <clears throat> to an area where you know I'm sure plastic surgery is like really easy you know in and out kind of like they just put some paste on you and you grow a new nipple so I don't, I don't know. That's a good question.
0: Do you need one, though? At the end of the day, he's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, he should be fine. Well, anyway, Ross. So Thank you, Ross. (laughs) Yes, thank you very much. (laughs) We always appreciate your input, and uh, we're glad you like your new bump. So we'll be looking forward to next week's review. Uh, However, unfortunately, I feel like we're out of time. However, but if you want to keep in touch with us while we travel a time stream... Here's how. You can follow the show on Twitter at Legends Talk TV. That's Legends Talk TV. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ring that bell, spelled B-E-A-L-L.
2: Oh, you can follow me at Kyle 89 You can also listen to me on
0: the Atomic Geekdom Podcast. And you can find me on the Twitter at W.R. Benson.
1: And if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for, for our show, feel free to email us at Legends TV at gmail.com. Uh, we also created a Facebook page, so be sure to like us there at Facebook.com slash Legends TV Talk.
2: And if you like this show, check out some of the other shows from the DC TV Talk Network. Supergirl TV Talk, Starfield Labs, Flash TV Talk, and the zombie Podcast.
0: And while you're at it, check us out on iTunes and give us a review and we will read them on the show. And don't forget you can download all of the TV Talk podcasts on the Satchel Podcast Player, Google Play, and now Stitcher.
1: And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach for making our bumps in our outro music. Uh, You can check out the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash charliebach.
2: And as always, eh, you stay classy, you idiots. (laughs)